Hello, everyone, and welcome into the 42nd episode of Talking Schmidt. I am your host, Ethan Schmidt. Usually, I'm joined by uh, my good friend George Holloway, but he has some stuff that's coming up uh, in his uh, new schedule, and he's trying to get a lot of things done, kind of at a a fast pace. So George has, uh, he's not going to be here this week. However, I do have a good replacement for him, and we'll talk to uh, that, that we'll have... I guess I should introduce him here, is my go- my co-host for this week and my guest for this week, uh, my dear brother, Cody Schmidt. Cody, thank you so much for joining me, man. Thank you for having me. It's great to be back on Talking Schmidt. I've been quite the Schmidt talker for, well, my entire life. Well, there you go. So, uh, Cody's going to join me. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the NFL schedule um, that that was just released. Uh, it was kind of leaked yesterday, and then it's been kind of released. Uh, it's officially released now. So, uh, again, normally this is on a Thursday when we do this, but it's actually going to be Friday when this drops. Um, so, the drop actually happened while we're recording this. Um, so, we'll talk a little bit about NFL scheduling, and then of course we'll jump into our. Um, our, I guess, pick our, our our question of the week, if you will, um, and we'll go into that as well. Our our little random question that I've been asking each week, we'll go into that in the second half of the show. Uh, but to start things off, real quick, um, I know in case we have anybody that says, "Well, you never talk about the NBA or the NHL," I'm going to quickly go through this so that way we can kind of say it. Uh, last night, or excuse me, on Wednesday night, uh, the Warriors brought the season or the series within three two. Uh, 121 to 106 over the Lakers, and the Knicks uh, also brought the series three to two. Heat do lead that series, but the Knicks drew three two uh, after beating the Heat 112 to 103. Celtics 76ers, that's in also in Game Six tonight. Um, while we're recording this, and then Nuggets at Suns will play later. Uh, Denver leads that series, and Philly leads the previous series that I mentioned. Um, when we get closer to the, when we actually get into the finals and they're set, we'll do a little bit more on the NBA. Uh, and then in the NHL, Toronto and Florida are squaring off. Um, Florida actually had a 3 0 series lead until Wednesday night. Toronto won. So Maple Leafs uh, surviving there. They won 2 1. Edmonton and Vegas Golden Knights, that game also on Wednesday. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights entered with a two and one series lead, ended up being tied now two to two, and then the New Jersey Devils and the Carolina Hurricane. That game is currently going on as we're recording, and then Seattle at Dallas is later tonight as well. Carolina leads that series three to one. I think the Devils will probably pull this one out. I could be wrong. Um, and then Seattle Dallas is a uh, the only one that's been tied, the only series tied so far entering into this one. So they're tied at. Um, two games apiece there. So that is our NBA and NHL look. I wanted to quickly go over that so nobody says, oh, you never talk about those things. Well, we talked about it, and we'll talk a little bit a little bit more um, as we get further into when we get to the actual like games that will decide who's playing for uh, the NBA Finals and who's playing for the um, Stanley Cup this year. We'll, we'll dive a little bit more into that. But the big thing that happened, again, like I said today, was the official release of the NFL schedule. Um, and I want to start off here, Cody, with it. And I'm going to say the first game that we're going to see this year is not the um, rematch of the Super Bowl, which is kind of common. Normally we see that rematch of the Super Bowl. Instead, we're going to get Lions at Chiefs on Thursday, September 7th. That's the first game. It's going to be Lions at Chiefs. What are you thinking about that being the first game picked? Well, as we talked about earlier, the last time Eric Goff, Patrick Mahomes met in prime time, 
you had quite the game. You had quite a high scoring game. You know, both quarterbacks, I believe, and you know, I know you got your notes, you did a little bit more research than I did. Uh, I believe that was the highest scoring game between two quarterbacks uh, as far as the total production from each, or at least if not, then one of. And I think it, you know, don't slip on the Lions. You know, they have their, their poise, they have the opportunity, they're hungry to make a run into a division that seems to be wide open. Now that a certain prima donna quarterback is big apple. Yeah. So the uh, Rams and Chiefs, uh, the final score that year it was Los Angeles versus Kansas City. They both entered nine and one. Final score of that game was fifty four fifty one, and the Chiefs actually lost to Jared Goff. So Patrick Mahomes versus Jared Goff, but um, they combined for a hundred and five points. I mean, just a crazy, crazy game. It's the uh, let's see. Um, I believe they said it's the third highest scoring game in NFL history. The two teams combined for 105 points, including 21 scored by defenses. And the game set no, uh, numerous records. The highest scoring Monday night football game, the highest score by a losing team in NFL history, which is the Chiefs with their 51. And the first NFL game where both teams top 50 points. Six lead changes occurred during the game, including four in the fourth quarter. Um, the two teams combined for over 1,001 total yards, and the game itself was hailed as an instant classic and is regarded as one of the greatest games to ever be played uh, between the Rams and the Chiefs. And again, it's the you know we're looking at the battle of the two quarterbacks there because it was Patrick Mahomes versus Jared Goff who we're going to see again. Um, and Jared Goff in a situation where he's almost had a career you know revitalization, if you will, um, as he steps into Detroit, after, especially after last season and uh, kind of what they were able to do. So uh, big to see that game um, be the kickoff game, and I think that's probably what the NFL thought as well. Not just looking at the fact that Jared Goff's there, but the proven work that we've seen between uh, just kind of the growth by the Lions, the team that they become, and then, of course, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs just being the juggernaut that they are and, of course, the um, defending champs. So... That's going to be our first game that we see. I'm going to talk about some interesting matchups that I saw um, on Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. We'll talk a little about Thursday Night Football. Um, we're also going to talk about Thanksgiving, the first ever Black Friday game, uh, and, of course, Christmas and New Year's Eve, and then, of course, overseas. So we'll have those conversations um, as well here in this little opening sports talk that we do here on Talking Schmidt and our new uh, new kind of se- season of it. So, Cody, one of the things I saw for Sunday Night Football – that I really liked was week one, we're getting Cowboys versus Giants. Uh, Giants coming from a season, you know, really being from one of the bottom tier teams to um, just what we saw from uh, from their season last year. The Giants were definitely a tough competitor. Um, they were extremely tough. And the Cowboys, of course, will have a lot of talent that they bring in, and we know that. So we're getting a really good Sunday night football game to kind of start with this Cowboys versus Giants. Um, some other games of interest for me was Week Four, Chiefs at Jets. So we're going to see Mahomes versus Rodgers in Week Four. Week Five will be the Cowboys on the road at the 49ers there in the Bay Area. So that'll be a, a nice little uh, matchup with the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Week Nine will be Bills at Bengals. That could be a possible AFC Championship preview. 
Uh, week 10, Jets at Raiders. So we'll see Aaron Rodgers versus his former receiver, Devontae Adams. And then week 14, a really good one, Eagles at Cowboys. I mean, I, I know that there's other games. I'm sure if you're fans of other things, you're probably like, well, what about this one or this one or this one? That's fine. You can talk about those. But those were games that kind of sat out to me. Uh, you brought up the Week 5 matchup on Sunday Night Football, Cowboys at 49ers. Obviously, you being a 49ers fan, but um, what what kind of sits out to you? I, I mean, the one I think I'm most intrigued by is Week 9, Bills at Bengals. Well, absolutely. I mean, that game is going to be pretty emotionally charged. Um, it'd be great to see Hamlin back out. In, you know, just playing in general. I mean, you know, can you know just what he's been able to go through and he's overcoming, and that that game is always going to be tied to that, and people are going to remember that, and that's going to be a lot of attention surrounding that game. And outside of that, it should be a pretty. You know, we we just talked about the you know Rams Chiefs of you know yesteryear with that many points, you know, that that potential for a Bills Bengals. You know, goodness, you could have a lot of. I had really heavy points spread in that one as well with between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and the weapons that they have and just how they, those offenses like to flow and they like to put points on the board. So that could be a pretty exciting game. It could be an instant classic as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. There's just going to be a lot going into that week nine matchup there in Cincinnati. So uh, that's one that I'm definitely keeping my eye on for Sunday night football. Um, Monday night football, some games that I saw uh, that piqued my interest a little bit will be week one, Bills at Jets. So we're going to see Aaron Rodgers' first test um, as the new quarterback for the Jets, taking on Josh Allen, who has pretty much emerged as the best quarterback in that division. Um, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC, and now we're going to see Aaron Rodgers have to take on a very talented Bills defense um, in his first ever start as a Jets quarterback. So we're going to see that week one. Um Week five, the Packers will travel to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. I thought that was cool because it'll be the first time Devontae Adams has taken on his former team. Week 11, that's our Super Bowl rematch. Eagles at Chiefs. Um, I think that's going to be a absolute uh, <clears throat> wild game, and I'll talk about that here in a second. The other one that piqued my interest was Week 17, Lions at Cowboys. I think that's going to be a fun one to watch, especially if the Lions are able to kind of be where they were last season, that Week 17 game against Dallas in Dallas could be a huge, um, you know, if they get in the playoffs or not. I think, you know, obviously looking at this very early and we don't know injuries and all the other things, but Lions at Cowboys could be great. The last time the Lions were in the playoffs, they lost to the Cowboys in Dallas. So that'll be something to keep an eye on as well. But that Week 11 matchup, Eagles at Chiefs, um, two very, very, uh, over-the-top fan bases. Eagles fans are going to travel to Kansas City. They're going to want some retribution. They're going to want to see their team, you know, get some revenge against the Chiefs. So I think that one might be one of the most, uh, I guess, one of the biggest games to watch all year, but also one of the most, like, volatile, uh, volatile games, at least, as well, in Week 11. Yeah, two just absolutely insane fan base. And my advice to Coach Sirianni, for what it's worth, you may not actually ever hear this. Is if it's fourth and forever, with only a few seconds left, Kansas City takes out all their big men and puts in 10, 10 defensive backs that are smaller than your quarterback who can squat more than 700 pounds, let the guy run the ball in. He had one man to beat out there. One man to beat. 
and his offensive lineman took care of him. He could have scrambled, got that touchdown. You know, so you know, Jalen, if it comes down to that again, just truck stick all ten of those defensive backs as you tap dance into the end zone. I mean, that could be what we see in week eleven. Um <clears throat> I don't even know if that'll be I want to say it'll be a close game, but really the Chiefs defense doesn't really start playing like top notch until they get into um, the playoffs. So I think a week 11 Eagles defense as strong as it's going to be. I mean, you know, you have uh, what is it? Philadelphia defense up there now, or what are they? The, the, um, the Georgia Dolphia um, Eagle, Eagle dogs. Is that what it is? Whatever they're, whatever they coin that, uh, that new defense. Yeah. So that's what we're going to see in Week 11. We'll see how the Eagles um, kind of, if they get some retribution or not against the Chiefs. Thursday night football, um, not obviously we know Thursday night football is not always that great. We're getting that first Thursday night game, uh, Lions at Chiefs. I think that game's actually on uh, NBC. It's going to be like a Sunday night football show. So it's not going to be your normal Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. But one thing I did like that we're seeing Thursday night football start to do there's a lot more rivalry conference games this year. There's at least four that are inner division. Um, week four, Lions at Packers will be on Thursday Night Football. Week six is Broncos at Chiefs. Uh, week 11, Bengals at Ravens. And week 15, Chargers at Raiders. So you're getting some good division action now on Thursday night. And I think that might help kind of push the numbers on people who are going to try to get Amazon Prime to watch Thursday Night Football? I, I would think so. I mean, if you're playing division games like that and you're you're trying to step out of it and it's not just like your random like, and I always feel bad about this, like, but you know, Jacksonville's obviously improved a lot in one season with Doug Peterson, but I mean, I, you can remember the old color games where it was like Jacksonville versus Seattle and Seattle's wearing highlighter green and Jacksonville's wearing like all gold and that's your matchup and like you're blinking and trying to like see the TV the right way and make sure that your color's not off. Um, but we're getting some uh, some good division action on Thursday Night Football finally. Which will certainly help out, you know, so Amazon still has the exclusivity to Thursday night games. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it, you know, nothing is the Jaguars. I mean, I feel like they have something going. I think they could be a, you know, no, you know sorry Titans fans. The Jaguars could be the, uh, the the new age Colts in this uh, AFC South. Trevor Lawrence being the, the next Peyton Manning out there, I feel like they've made the moves to put themselves uh, really, you know, get through a rebuilding phase a little bit quicker than the Titans have. You know, Titans not really admitting that they are in a rebuilding phase, or they're kind of admitting they're in the rebuilding phase. But the Jaguars, you know, the Jacksonville-based sports team is not going to move the needle for a national audience. No. They need properties, and they need Raiders, they need Cowboys, they need the Giants, they need, you know, really the Packers, uh, even Bears, uh, as bad as the Bears can be at times. You know, still those those tried-and-true sort of properties, you know, Steelers would be another one. So those are the ones that Amazon needs to get because that's what people are going to tune in to watch. No, I absolutely agree, and I think going into those uh, division games more often is what we're going to see. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, I believe the Thanksgiving, or excuse me, the Black Friday game is being uh, is going to be played on Amazon Prime as well. So uh, we'll talk about that here in a moment. But that'll be another game that's technically a part of that Thursday night football lineup because they will not have uh, Thursday night football. Obviously, won't have a Thanksgiving Day game because those are normally on your main networks. Um, 
and we'll jump into that Thanksgiving. That's where we're going to roll to Green Bay at Detroit. It's uh, you know, one of the it's obviously we know Detroit and Dallas are the two teams that always play on Thanksgiving Day. It's tradition, um, and sometimes you get some really good matchups. We're gonna know really how good both uh, Green Bay and Detroit are there by Thanksgiving. I mean, we should know, um, you know, we should know what Jordan Love looks like. Uh, we should know how, you know, if there's not a, I guess, a lax in, in Dan Campbell by that point as well um, with Detroit and his team and, uh, you know, trying to get some tough guys and, uh, you know, trading away some guys uh, this offseason, losing some guys to sports betting on that defense, but still trying to bolster and have a really good team out there. So we're going to see what he has. We'll see how Jordan Love is doing at that point as well. And on a Thanksgiving day, it's a huge kind of game for uh, a young quarterback. Um and, and Jordan Love. Washington at Dallas, another great division rivalry there. Uh, a great old division rivalry there in the NFC East. Uh, so we'll see those those two teams face off. And then you get a really good battle for the uh, NFC West as well. You have San Francisco on Thanksgiving Day playing at Seattle. So a really good Thanksgiving Day lineup as well. Absolutely. As, as you know, we like to think of that. Pro football for sure on Thanksgiving Day. I'm a little torn about Good Friday football. You know, I've, I've growing up, it was always the um, big day for college football. You always had a lot of big rivalry games then. But it does seem like we're starting to go away from that, and then the league is starting to take that Friday over as well. Yeah, and you mentioned the Black Friday game. That's going to be a really cool matchup because uh, it's, it's the first ever Black Friday game, and we're going to see Miami at New York. Uh, so the Jets will host the Dolphins. It'll be Aaron Rodgers, and you know I think somebody said it's kind of fitting that you know Rodgers is kind of the last of an era quarterback as well. We know that uh, obviously with Brady retiring and and actually staying retired, um, and Peyton Manning gone, Drew Brees gone. I mean Aaron Rodgers was obviously still after that time, but he's really the last of kind of the early like early to mid two thousands quarterbacks. And I'm granted, I know Peyton Manning was you know, late nineties, Tom was early two thousands, Drew Brees was early two thousands, but, uh, you know, Rogers was kind of in that middle two thousands range and he's kind of the last of like, you know, big Ben's gone as well. It's another guy that was in the same draft, you know, um, Eli is gone. Philip rivers is gone. So the last of like your real veteran quarterbacks is playing in a first ever game. Um, and it'll be for the Jets as they take on the Dolphins. And and again, I mean, you know, it's going to be one of those games. I believe it's a it's technically a part of the Thursday Night Football, so it's going to be on Amazon Prime. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, you won't be able to see it. Uh, but yeah, you are seeing the NFL try to battle there a little bit with some NCAA games that would be taking place on Black Friday like normal. Christmas Day, we have a few, uh, a few matchups as well. Um, the 49ers are just going to play on all the holidays, it looks like, this year. Um, That's right. Las Vegas is at Kansas City. That's a great matchup if Vegas is the team that they can be. The Giants will be at Philadelphia on Christmas Day. That's another great matchup. Don't forget Philadelphia fans booed Santa Claus. Uh, and then Baltimore at San Francisco, a rematch of uh, a previous Super Bowl on Christmas Day. Hey, you know, we may not really know who QB1 is, but we, we're getting some pretty prime national audience spots. So the, the league wants us to be successful at least. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I think with the emergence of Brock Purdy and not trying to, you know, I could never do what Brock Purdy does. I can't go out there and um, be an NFL quarterback. I know that. You know, I, I know I physically couldn't walk out there and 
win games even with that offense. But I, I do think even with that offense, I might be able to win a few games when you have so many right. great, talented pieces. Um, so, yeah, I think really whoever you have there, as long as they stay healthy. I mean, Jimmy G's made a career of it uh, with a lot of those guys around it. I mean, there's a reason why Jimmy G's still – you know, obviously playing in, in the NFL, and we'll really see what he's like. But again, he's going to Vegas and has probably one of the best, you know, definitely a top three receiver in the NFL to throw to. Um, so he's not really losing much. I mean, obviously still losing kind of the energy and the athleticism of like a Debo Samuel, and you don't have George Kittle. But, I mean, you know, I mean, really I think anybody you put in that offense, and you already still have such a talented defense there, in San Francisco. So anybody you really put on that offense for the 49ers should be able to lead them to some sort of victory. If they can't, um, I, I don't know what to tell you. I think you could bring back some of the random names that they've thrown in in San Francisco over the past few years, and they'd be able to win. Heck, you could probably wheel Joe Montana out there, and he'd be able to win. Um, and it wouldn't even have to move other than just to throw the ball. Well, you know, funny that you had mentioned that, because uh, apparently Sam Darnold – could be the greatest quarterback to ever fling the football for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, that's what's been said this week. Um, you know, the, the era of hyperbolic sports, you know, taglines by, you know, sports journalists to get, you know, clicks. Uh, you, you'd never do that though. No, I, I would never do that actually. Uh, because I don't have a website to post to. So there you go. Uh, our, our New Year's Eve game, uh, moving on to that is New Year's Eve. We have the Chiefs taking on the Bengals. Another chance, possibly another AFC Championship preview on New Year's Eve. So those are kind of your holiday games. Um, and we're definitely going to send the uh, we're going to send 2023 out with the bang with that Chiefs at Bengals game for certain. Um, that should be a, a good good scoring game and definitely a precursor for what we could see. Uh, again, the Bengals' defense not as good as years past, so we'll see how they go with. Now, overseas games, we're going to have, I believe it's five overseas games. Three of those will be in London. Two of those will be in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, so no Mexico City this year, so we're not going to Mexico this year. Um, I believe there was talks about possibly Spain, some other places like that, but we're just going London and Germany uh, for uh, these these five games, and I'll list those off real quick. Atlanta will take on Jacksonville in London on week four. In week five, Jacksonville does something that's never been done before. They're going to play back-to-back weeks in London. Um, They'll take on Buffalo in week five. In week six, the Ravens and Titans will then head to London, so that will be a good one for all you Titans fans out there. Make the trip over, take in some culture as well from... um, from the British folk over there. And then uh, week nine, it's going to be Miami versus Kansas City. So you're going to get the Tyreek Hill reunion, but it's going to be in Frankfurt, Germany in week nine. And then Colts versus Patriots, that's going to be week 10. Uh, That one will also be in Germany as well. And really, man, I I look at it, and other than Atlanta versus Jacksonville, I mean, that's not really like anything – important to anybody I feel but Jacksonville Buffalo could be a game that we see in the playoffs Baltimore versus Tennessee is one of the best really you know late 90s early 2000s rivalries Miami versus Kansas City has the storyline again of Tyreek Hill and then you have probably one of the greatest AFC rivalries uh, that we saw 
throughout the 2000s in the Colts versus Patriots. Again, it's not Brady versus Manning, but, you know, those fan bases are, you know, truly passionate and still those fan bases do not like each other. So you have at least some some really cool storylines in at least four of those five games. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, Titans versus Ravens, since, you know, we have a lot of Titans fans, their listeners and interact with the podcast. Yeah, I feel bad for them because that would that would really be one of those games that you'd like to have seen in Nashville on prime time, and certainly in the you know, like you mentioned the late nineties when we go back to like Eddie George and Ray Lewis button heads. I mean that that would have been a you know definitely a prime time game, and you know that that rivalry, especially for you know, older Titans fans, that runs pretty deep. You know, it goes back to to you know home like number one seed playoff reigns where the Titans ended by the Baltimore Ravens. So, you know, it's great for London. You know, it's great to expand and, you know, certainly, you know, two fan bases that I'm not, I'm not sure how many are actually going to travel to London, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to see the English folks see uh, Titans and Ravens fans duking it out. That might kind of remind them of some of their hooligans at the soccer matches. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. Um, so that's kind of our look at the season. Uh, pretty fired up for what we're going to see here uh, this year. Again, a lot of different storylines, and we'll kind of go over as many storylines as possible throughout this. Uh, you know, we'll touch on the big ones as we get into the actual season. Uh, of course, here on Talking Schmidt, um, and we we you know we'll continue to bring you some sort of sports look in each episode, but that's kind of our look. That's the biggest kind of news going on right now is just the NFL schedule releasing it. Technically when this show airs or when you guys will listen to the show, it dropped on Thursday. This is dropping on Friday. Um, So that's why it's our most relevant thing. It's something we really look forward to. And of course, football being the uh, most prominent sport here in the United States, there's a reason why we're talking about that and we can focus on, NBA and NHL as it goes along because there's so many of them. And again, I always give George a hard time, but you know, we'll talk about baseball eventually when you know it starts actually heating up and it's not, you know, game 35 of 162 games. So, with that being said, uh, we're going to move into the second part of our show here. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the question that I asked, but first, I do want to tell you this because I know you always enjoy these things. I didn't text you about this. Um, but uh, had a very, you know, I always tell people I have like a weird encounter like once a week. I swear I have a weird encounter with people. Um, last week was the uh, Jimmy John situation where I was uh, <laughs> trying to sw- swallow a sandwich and also say excuse me. And then the guy got like weird with me about not saying excuse me, even though I did say excuse me. Uh, this week was kind of a weird one. We had a little bit of rain, so I stopped for a few minutes and went inside um, to a gas station. And of course... Uh, I'm always like, I don't know. I always like to like just grab the door handle of, you know, of the restroom. Um, I probably should knock every time I go in somewhere, but like, it's like force a habit when you're like in a public place, because a lot of times, you know, bathrooms could be, you know, multiple stalls, whatever it is. And if it's the first time you've ever been there and you've never seen the inside of the bathroom, you don't know if it's whatever. You don't know if there's multiple stall situation or not, or multiple urinal situation, um, unless you've been there before. So I went in and grabbed the door handle and of course it was locked. So I was like, Oh, somebody's in there, whatever. So, um, I guess, uh, I guess what happened to me after that was, uh, this, this younger man came out with like long hair. He looks at me, flashes like the Tyreek Hill peace sign. And then like 
bolted past me. Um, so I was a little worried about what I may encounter in the restroom, kind of scared actually. I was, I'm not even lie. I was like, man, do I even want to go in there? Nothing was in there, but it's just, I like when I tell people I have weird encounters every week and I think people are like, oh, you're just making this up. It truly happens to me every week. Um, I, I didn't know how to respond to the guy when he flashed me the peace sign and then like walked out. Um, what would you have thought if you saw that? I probably would have said something to him and terrified him or I would have not. Or knocked the door really like rapped on that door like pop 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 and you know probably terrified him because welcome to my world every time i open my mouth from like the age of 12 till the present you know i get weird looks mocking and, and i don't know if it's just people just they don't know how to take it they don't expect this to come out of me and uh so i, I definitely feel your pain i feel your pain Probably saying that every moment of every day and every interaction I have with just about everybody is pretty awkward. That's true. I I, I have witnessed that before, so I, I do understand yeah. your pain. I'm starting to feel it, I think, a little bit more. So, yes, I, I do get where you're coming from there. It was definitely a weird situation because I, I never know how to respond. It was definitely, like, awkward. Um, we could have just not made eye contact, and that's kind of where I was aiming for <laughs> until the kid looked at me and then threw up the peace sign and, like, sprinted out. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but it's definitely freaking me out. But, again, the bathroom was clean. It was nice. He didn't, like, you know, leave anything in there to surprise anybody. So I was like, all right, we're good to go. And I, you know, went on my merry way here. But uh, definitely a weird situation that I ran into this week. And like I said, I, I would say – I would say every show that we're going to come back with each week, I will probably have a weird situation because I do run into um, a lot of those. But let's talk about our question for the week. Uh, I put this on Twitter. Yeah. I put it on Facebook. Um, we'll go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll pitch the socials now for you guys in case you're not following us. If you uh, are on Twitter, you can follow us at Talking Schmidt. I'll drop that there. So if you have not followed us at Talking Schmidt, or excuse me, not Talking Schmidt. Oh my goodness. If you're on Twitter, it's at Schmitty Stories is where I drop it. That's S-C-H-M-I-D-T-Y and then stories, um, like storybooks. So you can jump on there, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook as well. That is at Talking Schmidt. I do have Talking Schmidt for um, Facebook. So if you jump on one of those, you will find the weekly question, uh, and you can answer it there. Thank you to everybody who has reached out already on social media and answered our question. We're going to go over some of those today, and, and Cody and I are going to talk about them and give um, some insight and some ideas behind it. Um, but our question this week uh, was, what is your guilty pleasure song that you can't help but turn up on full blast, no matter how embarrassing it may be? That was our question of the week. We asked that. Um, earlier this week, and we had some great responses, um, some really, really cool ones. Some, some of them had me thinking as well as like, well, is my song, you know, that big of a guilty pleasure song? Um, so uh, again, you've posted on it, but then you had one that you added late and I want you to go ahead, Cody, start off, tell us what you originally posted. And then of course, what you, um, texted me about and said, wait, this might actually be it. <laughs> there's a, a few have been crossed my mind uh the one i initially posted though was by the uh the probably the, I mean, the greatest canadian rock band i'm pretty sure most would say that'd be rush but a very just browbeaten for no reason yes nickelback how you remind me a jam 
you know, every, that, that song was everywhere in 2001. And I, if it comes on the radio or I kind of force it to be on the radio via the Spotify app, <laughs> everybody in Clarksville or wherever I happen to be is going to be listening to that just golden track from Nickelback. But I thought of another one stopping at the uh, gas station there at exit 19, happened to be on the playing inside. It's a kiss from a rose by Seal. The only, other than Jim Carrey, the only other redeemable part of uh, Batman Forever. Both very, very good songs. Uh, kiss from a rose is a very good one. I, I when you said that, I was like, oh, that is a good one. Um, I thought about that as well. Uh, as a, as when you said it, I was like, yeah, I probably, I probably crank that up as well when I'm in, you know, in the car. Don't forget Spotify. You can listen to Talking Schmidt there if you're not already listening to us there. Anyway, uh, we're on there along with Schmidt Stories and my other podcast, What You Haven't Seen with my good buddy, Bo Fogel, where we watch movies and TV shows. Right now we're watching Stranger Things. He's never seen it. Uh, that's the gist of that show. He's never seen anything. I make him watch TV and movies. Uh, so he knows Steel, Kiss from a Rose, because of us forcing him to watch Batman, uh, Batman Forever there. So that's where he got that from. So he knows it as well. But I'm going to go through a few more of these. I'll tell you guys mine. Um, my my original thought was, I guess was, uh, and again, I, I did talk to George. Uh, George said anything that's Olivia Rodrigo, which was pretty funny. I thought that was a good answer, um, which I do believe him when he says that as well. I don't think that I'm like making that up to, to pick at him. Um, but he did say anything Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, mine, I thought, was "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion. <laughs> I thought that I thought that was my answer. I have since changed my answer, um, and I'm going to talk about it here in a little bit. And then I have one more for you that I'm going to say at the very end of this um, because I think it is um, one of the greatest show themes as well. And it's not The Office. If anybody's like, "Oh, it's The Office," it's not The Office. I promise. Um, but I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit. But I want to go ahead and read some of your guys's that were out there. Uh, our good friend, old Justin Kleiner, he reached out to us and he said Air Force Ones. And I love that answer. And I feel so bad for his daughters and his, and his son when they get old enough and he starts driving them to school. Like in high school, I could see him driving them to school blasting Air Force Ones. I, and I, he sh- as he should. As he should. He won't do how you remind me because he obviously, you know, has uh he's one of those guys that just happens to not like Nickelback. But I would I would I'd be doing the same thing. You know, why not what you know, number one by Nelly. You gotta positively reinforce your children before they greet the day. Um jumping into uh uh move on now into Facebook. Sorry, I had to switch over the apps from Twitter to, to Facebook. Um uh, we're not doing this on Zoom like I normally do with George. I'm doing this on my phone, so I'm kind of like bouncing back and forth. So if it, it's a if it's a weird pause um, in the show, I apologize. Um, but we'll you know you'll live through it. This is a good portion of the show anyway. So I went back over to Facebook um, and jumping on our good friend Ronnie reached out, and I've actually no I, I people will tell me Veggie Tale songs all the time. And I, I've never, I mean, I, I've seen a few of them, but I, like, I don't know a ton of like the VeggieTales songs. And Ronnie sent his cheeseburgers off the VeggieTales album uh, as his song. He said most other songs off that album are fire too. And then he also <laughs> said Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. So that is uh, that was Ronnie's answer. 
Um, thank you, Ronnie. He was sitting next to me when I was formulating the the idea for this question as well. So he was one of the first people to uh, to post on it. Um, our good friend Bethany posted party in the USA. I thought somebody would uh, like there would be multiple people who said party in the USA, but uh, party in the USA is one of the best. Like just I mean, when it comes on, you you got to turn it up for certain. Are you not a Are you not a big party in the USA guy? Oh, I'm just trying to figure out who Olivia Rodrigo is. I'm not not quite familiar, so that's two. <laughs> boy Ronnie, our boy George, and I'm trying to think. Uh, I got to figure out who this Olivia Rodrigo is. But yeah, you know, I, I, I like Miley. I'll you know, especially you know, some of her, her works now with uh, you know, kind of covering some of the uh, different rock. You know, the you know, you know, doing whole, uh, doing some Courtney Love covers. Um, you know, covering and like performing with Billy Idol. I think that, you know, she may have found like a new niche with kind of like that, that raspy rock and roll style. So yeah, I can see where that, that'd be a banger for some people. Um, also, I will say that anybody who played baseball from Eastern Illinois during the, I want to say the 2000 and maybe 12 or 13 season probably hates that song courtesy of our good friend, Reed Harper. So um, I thought Reed might jump in on here and Reed might've said party in the USA, but maybe he got tired of hearing it um, because he absolutely dominated Eastern Illinois. I'm pretty positive if the story, if I remember the story correct, and I'm not just throwing something into folklore here, um, Eastern Illinois had to, they were technically supposed to host us at Eastern Illinois. They're supposed to host uh, Austin P. And it snowed so bad that they had to switch it down here. However, our sports information department was like, well, it might be a home game on the scoreboard, but we're still going to play our guys' music. And Reed went <laughs> off that series, and they heard Party in the USA. So when they came back to Austin P. later in the year, uh, I think Reed went off against him again, and they just hated the song Party in the USA. So if you're from that area, you probably or played baseball for Eastern Illinois, you absolutely probably hate that song. Um, courtesy of our good friend Reed Harper. Uh, our good friend Gavin said Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus or Fat Lip by Sum 41. That, those are those are names that you know. Right, and I'm, I'm surprised that Gavin knows them. Uh, yeah, those are, you know, that, that's like, that's your, your basic but pop punk from the late 90s, early 2000s. So, I mean, along with like, you know, Blink-182 and Good Charlotte, you know, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a guilty pleasure for someone my age. I think that's kind of <clears throat> on the playlist for, you know, cardio or working out. So but I can see where a younger person, maybe it's just ironic for them to, you know, blare that out. Yeah, that to me, yeah, I saw that as well, um, and I was like, well, there you go, Gavin. Also, Gavin sent us a message today and said that he wanted to come on the show to talk because he apparently is famous on Reddit. I didn't know you could do that, um, but he said he would love to come talk about it, so we might have to have Gavin on here, and then we'll just pull in his uh, his buddy Vic to talk about his uh, weird TikTok fandom that he has, So, um, which we all know we don't have TikTok because I was permanently banned, and we're we're banning them. We're standing up against them. Um, Josh Mayer, our good friend Josh Mayer, he has uh, his his was uh, nothing's going to stop us now by Starship. And when he put that on there, I was like, oh, I have to just listen to this song again because it is such a good song. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bo chimed in, our good friend Bo. I mentioned Bo a minute ago. Uh, Bo does uh, Schmitty stories with me. He also does what you haven't seen. Um, he came in and to Cody's defense and said. 
Uh, nobody should tell you that that's not a good song um, because Nickelback is awesome. Bo is a fan of Nickelback. Um, so he jumped in and said, How You Remind Me is a, a great song. So he said, No shame to you, Cody. Um, and then, but he then followed up with the song Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado and Timbaland or Talking Body by Tove Lo. So that was his song that he came up with. So I was figuring that he would say something like that. But then again, like I said, Maybe something that's a little bit more embarrassing for you. Those are both really good songs. Uh, and I don't even, like, I like knowing Bo, when he said those songs and I read that, I was like, oh, I would never have thought Bo would just listen to Promiscuous. I know he's a big Billie Eilish fan. I, I do know that. So I thought maybe we'd see a Billie Eilish song here. But he he's probably just like, I'm not embarrassed to crank Billie Eilish anyway. So, and that's possibly it. That's right. You know, a lot of that is... I, I have very eclectic taste. I know you have, you know, fairly eclectic taste too. And you you like what you like, right? You know, yeah. it's a, you know, depends on what you're doing with your driving or your, you know, maybe you're, you're lifting weights or you're, you're doing a little bit of cardio, certain things just hit. And when it hits, it gives you that motivation. You know, don't be ashamed of that. Embrace it. Utilize it. I really wish that like there was no copyright law so I could just like, when we're talking about these songs, I could play a piece of it, but you know, we also don't want to get fined and something we don't get paid for. So, um, continuing on here, uh, our good friend Kelby, she said dark horse by Katy Perry, which is a more, I guess it's not modern song, but it's, you know, it's more, I would feel, um, you know, closer to her age when she was a little bit younger, but then she dropped confessions part two by Usher. And I was like, I didn't even know she knew that song because she's, she's still, you know, very young. So I was like, how do you know? I mean, like confessions came out when I was in middle school. Now, granted, you know, Cody's a little bit older than me. Um, but when I was in middle school, I don't think, I don't even think Kelby was in school. So for her to drop confessions, that's a, that's a real fan there. Um, that's a, that's a really good, uh, that's a really good song too. Confessions is a, a very good song. So, you know, more power to her that she, uh, dropped the drop confessions and knew who it was. So, there you go. Moving into, uh, I went over now. We have we'll have a few more of these that we're going to talk about because um, I had I made multiple posts. Uh, posts obviously, uh, my beautiful wife jumped in and she said memories from the original cast of Cats. She said make sure specifically say from the original cast of Cats. Um, she has never sang this in a car with me. Um, this must just be a moment for her. Um, we don't listen to that type of music when I'm in the car with her. I probably would be like, Hey, we got to change this. So I feel bad. Um, I didn't know that was her guilty pleasure song. I've known, obviously I've known her for 12 years. Did not know memories was the guilty pleasure song that she has to turn up when it's on. You guys listen to musicals though, right? No, I absolutely hate musicals. I say that. I don't guys like the, the, the Grease album or whatever. No, I've never even seen Grease. Really? Yeah. I, I don't like music. So here's my musical story for people so you can hear this. And I'm sure Callie will come in here in a second and yell at me. There is a movie called Into the Woods. Okay. In this movie, I thought it was, it had like James Corden and it had uh, Anna Kendrick. So what I thought, not know, like I know that they're like amazing singers. What I thought was, I thought it was parodies of children's nursery like characters i thought that's what it was i thought it was like a parody of fairy tales so i got hyped to go see into the woods i was like this is gonna be funny you know i thought it was like one of those like weird like uh you know um what are those like like almost like a not another teen movie i thought that's what this was 
And so I got fired up. I bought us our tickets. Callie's like, really? You want to go see this movie? And I was like, absolutely. This is going to be great. We get in there. The first five minutes I'm sitting there. Nothing funny's happening. Everybody's singing. And I said, oh, no. What have I done to myself? <laughs> so I'm not a big musical type, like musicals person. Um, I try my best to not have to. And somebody might just say, well, that's just mean of you not to want to listen to musicals. But um, I have seen, uh, oh, shoot, what is the one um, uh, with the Jets and the Shark? I've seen that one. You know which one I'm talking about. I don't no. know why the name escapes me, but it's the one. Uh, I've seen that one. Um, I've seen that. That's like the only musical other than Into the Woods. And I've seen Phantom of the Opera, I believe, but I had to watch that for like a music class. So I wouldn't count that as something that I went out of my way to be like, oh, I really want to watch this. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big musical person when it comes to like actually sitting and watching musicals. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, I've never, I've, I've never heard her turn that on the car, and now I'm probably going to regret that if she listens to this. Um, my good friend, Dr. Morris jumped in and she says every first day of school, she plays whoop. There it is. And that is the greatest oh, thing yeah. I've ever seen. That's it. Once again, setting the tone for the young people with some good classic music. Absolutely. Dr. Morris, she gets fired up for every first day of school, uh, at Austin P dropping with whoop. There it is. So I'm, I need to get there when she gets there one day, uh, for the first day of the semester and just blast it when see if we can just turn it up there in the parking lot. Um, our good friend Paul, our good friend, I should say Fran, our good friend Paula Ann, that's where that got, said she had a couple of songs, one of those being Fancy by Reba. Um, she also put Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain, anything that's a Spice Girl song, and then what I realized was the correct answer to this question, which is 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. Yeah, those all are those big jams. You know, I feel like those are, you know, definitely in different eras too, right? She's all encompassing. Yeah. Going from uh, the different eras that, you know, Paul Ann pulled from. So I, I definitely could see where those, those are some, those, those would be bangers, you know, for folks. So yeah, I'd have no yeah, yeah, I agree with you on those. Yeah. Outfit, you know, blast that. I'd be like, there you go. Yeah. Someone's having a good day. That's right. You got to, you got to wake up and pour that cup of ambition. Um, so yeah, big fan, big fan. Of, I realized it as well. I thought it was my heart. My heart will go on. I really did. I was like, you know, that is just, you know, you got to blast that. I think my heart will go on really kind of like became that for me. And I thought maybe it was because I was like, man, why is it always that? And I think it was because you could do the Selena scene from, uh, like any sporting event. I think that's why it was. But then I realized it definitely was nine to five by Dolly Parton. If you can't jam out to nine to five by Dolly Parton, then I don't know who you are. Um, you're, uh, you have a friend, Laura, who chimed in, said Love Shack. That's a good one as well. Love Shack's a very good song. That's right. Our, our, my Nashville School Law folks listening and interacting. Love to hear it. Paul, last week with his, uh, you know, being a truck driver was his uh, childhood ambition. And, uh, yeah, I could see that with Love Shack. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, definitely the 80s. And, you know, you, you can't hear that song and not think this is, you know, that the whole eighties vibe, 80s culture just permeating through the radio at you. Yeah, and you also brought up uh Total Eclipse of the Heart. 
which is another song that um, I think you and I will do this, but we we do it more not from Bonnie Tyler's version. We do the Dan Band version. That's right, and it's not it's not family friendly for uh, the talking <laughs> podcast. But I may I may have listened to both while on the elliptical before doing the podcast tonight. There you go. And so other uh, songs that our our great you know loyal fans and listeners Schmidt heads had commented and suggested just to see, you know, what would it feel like while you're on the elliptical for 30 minutes to an hour? And, you know, not going to lie, a lot of them, they kind of gave you that bit, that bit of a boost there. That's right. Some of them might even give you a little bit of a, a nostalgia taste as well. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get something typed in, make sure I got this the right way. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of this gives you some of the, a lot of these songs give you, um, a big boost, you know, a really big, um, you know, just the adrenaline that you might need to kind of push through, especially like you said on the elliptical when you're working out, whatever it is. Um, but I think, I think I have this the right way. Give me one second here. I'm just typing in something real quick. I got to make sure it's the right version of this for my last one that I have. Let's see. I believe... Am I right here? Is this the right one? Yes, it is. Okay. So the last one, the last thing I got was today. My good friend, Anthony Coleman, also known as um, Chameleon, um, he said he brought up something really good. He brought up the fact that when we worked at Hibbit, there was two songs that would play all the time. And one of those happened to be Crocodile Rock. <laughs> And the other one only played during Christmas time. But it is one of the best versions of any Christmas song there is. It was Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce uh, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yes, absolutely. And we would sing that song every time. So that was, uh, that was kind of the song that we would rock out to all the time was the... Bruce Springsteen version because you know he talks to the band he talks to the people it's a live performance um, and that's the version that we got when we were working at Hibbit we got that one that was the absolute um, blast that we had and he tagged all of our former former Hibbit employees together there in that um, and I really it was really fun to remember uh, kind of the times that you'd be standing there and then like sometimes like we would get super lucky and like the mall would be almost completely dead or we'd be closing down and then like you would hear that song come on and you would like stay a little bit extra just to sing it at the top of your lungs in an empty store in an empty mall. So that was a good one. I, I did I did it brought back some really good memories. Now I told you that I had one more for you. Okay. And my one more happens to be the theme song to DuckTales. Yes. That is one of the best theme songs that you will ever hear. And if I hear that song, it will get me like, here we go. Because it is such a good beat. It's such a, just a crazy good rhythm. Um, and I would say if there's one song that like will stop me in my tracks, if I hear that beat... It is DuckTales. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing. The 90s, the children, like the cartoons we would watch, you know, like Darkwing Duck. Now, this has got this funky theme song. 
Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, another one, Tailspin. Now you're making me nostalgia think about it. Tailspin, maybe my old, that, that might be mine. I can see myself wearing Tailspin. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, uh, I was sitting there last night and somebody had, had posted a video. Uh, one of the guys who's on, you know, who's become famous for making things up. Um, sometimes he'll do like, you know, uh, like wrestling theme songs or whatever it is. And he'll be like, he'll act like he's like the, the manager and the song last night while, while I was prepping for all this, he goes, uh, he goes, um, yeah, just, just make it anything. It doesn't have to like last for 30 years or anything like that. And then it jumps to the band and they start playing the, uh, the song. And I was like, yeah, it's definitely DuckTales. DuckTales is a song, a good theme song, um, from a cartoon where I would just, uh, I love it. So any of you who have seen DuckTales and know that theme song, you know exactly what we're talking about right now, and you're probably uh, waiting for this show to get over so you can just Google that theme song real quick and blast it in your car. That's totally fine. We get it. We understand. Absolutely. Do yourself a favor, young people. Check those out. Classic. You know, this younger generation, like Gavin and Adam, are in. I think they missed out on some just really great quality programming as children that's right that, and, and of course justin kleiner missed out on as well because yeah. he worked over as he would tell you he never saw cartoons growing up because of that so um we want to thank everybody of course that jumped in this week and has answered our question um again i'll try to post that earlier in the week uh, i posted on monday this past week and i'm going to keep doing that because it gave us more time uh, for people to jump in and i'll try to put a reminder on the day that we actually record so we can get a few more in there uh, but again, it's been super cool to be able to add your guys' insight and your guys' uh, thoughts and, um, you know, everything that everybody's been saying has been really cool. And I'm really super happy to kind of have this, uh, you know, like I told George and, and Cody knows this as well. When you're just trying to focus on sports 24-7 um, and you're trying to do a, a podcast once a week on sports, everything changes so quick. I mean, the show yesterday compared to today would have been completely different if I would have recorded yesterday um, compared to today. You know, I mean, that's just what, what you run into. It's so ever-changing. So being able to add some of these uh, extra things in there is really cool. I want to remind everybody else as well, if you have any questions, you want some advice, you want things answered uh, on the show, you have some questions that you want answered, Man, feel free to send us a, an email, um, schmittystories at gmail.com. It's kind of where I have a lot of my stuff at. So if you jump on there, send us an email. Um, I'll try to answer it in a show if we have, you know, want to do that for an episode as well. Kind of have like a mailbag episode uh, if you guys send in emails. Um, if you're wanting advice, if you have questions about sports, if you have questions about whatever, life, uh, feel free, man. Send us an email at schmittystories, or excuse me, schmittystories at gmail.com. You can send it to me as well. Direct message me on Instagram or on Twitter at Schmitty Stories, or you can go on Facebook again, uh, Talking Schmidt, um, and just ask some questions. If you have questions that you want to ask, if you maybe you have an idea for a question of the week, if you want something that you want to hear, put it on there as well. Um, you never know when we might use something like that. And of course, uh, as you guys have seen, if you guys contribute to the show, I'm always giving people shout outs on the show um, who've given us some sort of answer there. So, um, again, this week had a really fun time. I want to thank uh, Cody so much for joining us. Uh, Maybe Cody and I for a few weeks right now. Uh, I, hopefully, um, George can come back uh, within, I would hope, 
another week or so and rejoin us and, and he'll explain kind of what's been going on um, with him. It's really just exciting news for him. And so I, I'm just trying to uh, make sure that he is not overwhelmed with all the stuff he's trying to do with his life and, and trying to do this show as well. So again, I, I want to thank, uh, thank you, Cody, so much for joining us this week. I'm glad to be back. You know, it's been a while since I've been on Talking Schmidt and glad to be here. Glad to, you know, step in for George. Um, you know, I'm proud of George. Really enjoyed listening to you guys the last two weeks. Just, you know, as Ethan said, a little bit of parting words here. Every day is a new day. Every day is a day to be better, to do better, and just do good. Do good and do right because it's good and it's right. I love it, man. Love to hear it. Every day you're battling yourself, man. That's You're just battling the person from the day before. How can you be better than uh, the, the the person you were yesterday? That's what you're trying to do. That's right. Let's get that bread. There we go. Cody, So much. Uh, thank you so much again, man, uh, for joining us. Don't forget you guys can follow us on social media. You can jump over if you have questions, whatever it is. We post a weekly question uh, each week as well at Schmitty Stories on Twitter, um, at Talking Schmidt on Facebook. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Schmitty Stories as well. Uh, those are kind of all the things that we're on currently. So make sure you guys jump on there and follow us. Give us a good follow there. If you have questions again, you can and you don't feel like wanting to put it on social media, shoot me an email. Man, stories at gmail.com. We'll try to talk about it. if you want to remain anonymous. Don't want me to say your name on air, whatever it is. Absolutely. I don't mind doing that as well because uh, it could be a situation that somebody else is uh, currently dealing with as well, where it could be a similar question, a sports question, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be anything deep. It could literally be about sports. It could be about anything. Just let me know. Uh, you can send me an email, like I said, and you can say, hey, you know, let's remain anonymous, whatever it is. And it could just be a fun question that we talk about uh, during the show. But again, Another great week in the books. I want to thank uh, Cody again for joining us and thank everybody who jumped in and actually, you know, responded to our weekly question. Uh, Sometimes we'll do, you know, we might have multiple questions in a week. We'll just have one outlandish question where we get to have a little bit of fun and kind of show more personality. So um, know that we'll probably come back with a good sports question um, next week uh, for everybody out there. So with that being said, another week in the books here at Talking Schmidt. We want to thank everybody who's listened, everybody who's been interacting with us on social media. And until next time, Schmidt heads, uh, go out there, do something nice for somebody. Uh, and try to have a great rest of your week. 